Would you go under the knife to improve your body image? Yeah or no? Every sector of our lives is pretty much pretty much under construction. Family under construction. Career under construction. Relationships under construction. Emotions. I know mine live under construction. Finances under construction. We might as well be under construction together. Welcome back to another episode of Under Construction with your girl Tamar Braxton. How y'all doing? I mean, I think I'm doing all right. And I'm telling you, I swear, for the past few weeks, time has been flying by. Yes or right? Yes and right. Uh huh. <laughs> like, for real, y'all, time is not waiting on nobody. So I hope y'all are taking strides to pursue your passion and walking your purpose each and every day. So, look, the other night, I was sifting through some affirmations because, you know, we got to speak positivity over our circumstances, right? And I just thought to myself, self, well, maybe we should start each show off speaking positivity over our lives. Like, I mean, look, instead of me merely telling y'all what we should be doing, let's be about it, right? (laughs) So look, here's how it's going to work. Each week I share an affirmation and I want y'all to actually speak the affirmation into the atmosphere. Y'all ready for the first one? Okay. So the affirmation of today, oh, this one is for me. I'm telling you, happiness is a choice. (laughs) Okay. I base my happiness on my own accomplishments and the blessings I've been given. I don't know why I feel in my spirit. I need to run that back for somebody who did not hear it right. Maybe it's me. I don't know. But happiness is a choice. I base my happiness on my own accomplishments and the blessings I've been given. Now, let me tell you something. That is a word. Y'all need to go ahead on and put some money in (laughs) the offering box because that right there, the Lord done blessed us with today. Okay. So listen, as you go through this week, just remember that happiness, y'all, is a choice. And today, let's choose to be happy. All right. So last week doing Tame My Takes, I talked about COVID weight and how I had to ward off all the devil evil pounds. Would y'all believe me if I told y'all I gained over 40 pounds over the course of this year? Here are some of the things I did to get back to a body I recognized. And after thinking about the brief conversation that we had, I realized that this is a topic worthy of an entire show. No, I am not just talking about my weight, okay? I'm talking about our weight, okay? So a little bit later on, on the blueprint, we're going to be tackling body dysmorphia, body image, and everything that goes along with how you think and feel about your body. Our blueprint expert is Dr. Angelina Postoya. But first, it's time for me to give my take on virtual dating. Okay, so I've never personally explored virtual dating. However, 30.4 million Americans have. So I did a little research to learn a little bit more about this industry. And I must admit, I was a little shocked to learn that come next year, y'all, online dating will be a billion-dollar industry. Well, I mean, look, I guess everybody's stuck in the house. I guess it makes sense, but... The other shocker is 70% of people who have connected with somebody online has actually met for a real date, like in person. Yes, 70% of y'all are not catfishers. 
Look at God, okay? Okay, this is how I feel about pictures, right? It's all a farce. Don't none of us look like our picture, okay? My pictures online don't look like how I look when I wake up, y'all. I mean, I'm all dolled up, made up, wigged up, right? <laughs> Glossed over. Don't none of us look like our picture. We might resemble the model in the picture, but none of that is really us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, let's just be a hundred. Because if I took a picture of what I look like right now, y'all be disappointed. Now, I done heard about two stories that online dating has worked for. And I don't know. Maybe their list wasn't as long as mine for qualifications. But <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to find everything that I want in a spouse online. I mean, I just don't think so. How many six foot four billionaires y'all know that's online? I don't know. <laughs> With no cats or dogs. How, how many y'all know? Exactly. So maybe I'll start my own meetemthroughtate.com. Shit. Listen, today I have not done online dating. Tomorrow will I maybe. I'm just saying. Because I feel like everybody got somebody but me. Ain't nothing wrong with a little texting, little email buddy. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes a little text email buddy get you through the through. So I don't know, but honey, the way things are going these days, I might have to go head on and hook myself up on one of these apps, honey, because it's desert storm over here, and that ain't right. That's not what the Lord ordained for me. It ain't. All right, everybody, if you want to learn more about virtual dating, we pulled all of our stats from the 2020 Dating Services Report by Statista and everybody, everything else are just my thoughts and opinions, which I'm entitled to because this is Tamar Takes. All right, I'm going to keep it a thou thou. Baby, it is all me. All right, y'all, it's time to tap into that keep it a thou thou inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl. And let's see what y'all got for me today. Hey, Tay, my question is around positive reinforcement when logan does something good or makes a good grade do you reward him with an incentive okay so this is how i feel on (laughs) kids when they make good grades yes we are supposed to applaud them but we are not supposed to reward every good grade because i don't want my kid to think that this is something that is not expected from him okay i mean because here is the thing Do I get a hand clap when the lights is on or there's gas in the car or we got food in the refrigerator? No, these are things that are required because I am the who? The parent. Okay. And so when kids do a good job, you know, good. I think it's great to say to your kid, good job, son, or good job, Becky, or good job, Sarah. Great. I'm so glad that you've taken the time to learn and study and ace your test. But this is what your parent expects from you. Period. Am I wrong? No, I can't be wrong on that. I mean, especially if you sit down and talk to your kids about excellence. I respond to excellence. (laughs) Great job. Fabulisco. Wonderful. So if you want to keep hearing that, I think that, you know, encourage your kids to do great. But they not finna get a gift. And they ain't finna get a Ryan's World toy or trip to Target because you get an A on your test. No, That's what we expect around here. Just like you expect gas, electric, and the rent to be paid. All right. Next question. (laughs) Hey, Auntie Tay-Tay. I am a young, black, bisexual male. Some people tell me that my man is not good. 
but my heart tells me that he is the one. I'm having a hard time deciphering who to listen to or what to listen to. Should I be listening to what people say or do I follow my heart? So in relationships for me, I always say follow your own gut. People are going to have like sidebars and like, you know, things to say about you and, you know, your mate or whatever. But only you and the person that you are involved with know what's really going down in the relationship. So my best advice is keep people out your business and go with your gut. Follow your heart, you know, unless somebody brings you some proof, then there's another conversation. Wow, y'all be asking some deep questions now. I hope that my answers help you on your journey. And just know that I'm going to always keep it a thou thou with you, even if it's telling you something you might not want to hear. If you have a question for your girl, email me at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Up next, we're going into the blueprint. This this is the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go. Today we're diving into body image and why body dysmorphia is on the rise. It's so sad to know that over 70% of women from the ages of 18 and 30 are unhappy with their bodies. And 43% of men feel the same way, according to the Body Image Therapy Center. So joining me today to help explain exactly what body dysmorphia is and to help us set the record straight around medical surgeries, weight loss, and dieting is Dr. Angelina Pastoya. Dr. Angelina, welcome to Under Construction. I'm so happy to have you here today. And now, everybody, in full transparency, I recently met Dr. Angelina while I was traveling at an event, and I was just floored by a conversation we had about what I thought was weight loss surgery, and she quickly corrected me, gathered me, and got me together, okay? I mean, because all of this time I'm thinking, you know, liposuction, getting a tummy tug, I'm about to be, you know, snatched and, you know, got my life together. She's like, excuse me, hilarious, hilarious, liposuction is not a weight loss surgery. So do you remember that conversation, first of all, Dr. Angelina? Okay, so can you just share with the audience here at Under Construction what you shared with me during that conversation? So we met, and as you said, you mentioned some liposuction, some tummy tuck. We also had a conversation about weight loss in general. And that's, it's like my pet peeve. Liposuction and tummy tuck is absolutely not a weight loss procedure. It's a cosmetic procedure. It's a skin removal procedure. It's a fat removal procedure, which yes, temporarily takes out some of the fat. It will temporarily take you down a size or two, right? Depends how much fat we can suck out. But the question is how long will it last? And that's a question that I think everybody wants to know, because I think that you have just bust a whole lot of people's grapes (laughs) who thought that they were going to go get liposuction in a tummy tuck and have this transformation of life. Now, what exactly does liposuction do? Now, this is what I heard. You suck the fat out and the fat move around your body. Is that what happens? Well, fat doesn't move around your body. We suck the fat out and, you know, area of stubborn fat right? Little belly, little pooch or whatever. You have a little so-called stubborn fat. We suck it out. 
we throw it away unless we're doing BBL or something. The fat technically not gonna go exactly in the same place because we took out those fat cells. But if you don't change your eating habits, your body will try to regain that fat. It's just gonna go somewhere else. It might go into your butt, it might go into your face. You just never know where it's gonna go. Your face meaning your chin, okay? You could have... Double chin. <laughs> a couple chinny chin uh, chins. A hump on the back, thick calves. A yeah, hump like on right the there. Behind. Yes. your neck. Oh. <laughs> oh. So you can get your fat sucked out the sides of your stomach and get a hump in the back of your neck. If you're not careful. Oh. Well, just decide where you want your fat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> wow. So what is a good candidate for a liposuction patient ideally it is for the patients who are in ideal weight or their happiest weight and they're really trying to contour mm -hmm. we're really trying to truly remove those extra pockets of fat we're not taking out pounds and pounds and pounds but just really smoothing things out contouring you know maybe we can add a little fat somewhere else but we're not using it for weight loss in any way if you are in a category where you are in need of weight loss then liposuction is not the answer. Yes, you can believe your ears, ladies and gentlemen. That's what she Absolutely. said. She said what she said. Now, you, what you did say, you mentioned something called BBL. What is BBL? Procedure called Brazilian butt lift. Really what we call it is fat transfer. So we can take fat from one part of the body and potentially transfer it to another part of the body. The most common one that people know is Brazilian butt lift. So we transfer it to the butt. Uh, we can put it in the breast, some people put it in the face. It can be used, but again, it's not for weight loss, it's for contouring, right? We take it out of one spot, you know, make the tummy flat, then make the booty a little bigger. Again, just changing the shape, not the weight. Well, why do you think so many people are displeased with their body image? Well, I mean, there's a lot to it, right? In America, of course, the social media, that's a huge thing right now that drives people to look at themselves differently, right? Everybody wants to look like that Instagram or Snapchat filter, right? I mean, I don't want to look like that in real life. We all have cellulite, right? Yes. It doesn't matter if you're size 4, size 30. See? Didn't I tell y'all we all don't look like that? So, you know, same as the skin changes, all of that, it's filtered out. So we have to just get real and say, look, we are real people. Okay. Yes, put your makeup on when you want to, but that's not a reason to have surgery every second. So, of course, there's a lot of that social media-driven I wouldn't call it body dysmorphic disorder, but yeah, some people actually get that social media dysmorphic disorder, right? Yeah. But the other yeah. big problem is obesity in the country. The weight epidemic, or it's not, I don't know if we're going to call it pandemic at this time, since everybody knows those words now, right? With right. Corona. But <laughs> it is an epidemic, and then people don't have the right resources to know what's going to make them look right. So the commonest thing I hear when patient calls me and I see all the vitals, I see all the numbers and let's say five, five, 300 pounds. And my first question, what are you trying to achieve? And she said, I tried everything. This is my last resort. I need a tummy tuck and liposuction to make me look snatched. And I'd be like, no. Absolutely not last resort. Have you done sleeve? Have you done bypass? Have you done weight loss surgery? What's that? So people don't know. Right. There are still people after all the television shows, after all of the things that are out there, so many people still do not know about weight loss surgery, which is gastric sleeve. So it is a such thing called weight loss surgery. Yes. Those are actually intestinal surgery or stomach surgery when we go inside where intestines are and we either cut the stomach to make it smaller 
or we staple the stomach to make it really small and then reroute some of the intestines to not allow food to absorb as much. So malabsorptive procedures in a way. We also have some procedures where we can actually sew the stomach up from inside. We have balloons we can place in people's stomachs. So it depends on how much weight we're trying to lose. We can tailor that procedure to the patient and their health. And once they lose the weight, then we go for all the snatching, tummy tucks, muscle repairs, liposuctions, Brazilian butt lifts, whatever you want. But it has to happen once the weight is controlled and can remain controlled after the liposuction. When people come and get liposuction, do they usually want to get the fat transfer? Usually, but it is very common. You know, it's uh, people travel all over the country. Some people travel mm. outside the U.S. Uh, obviously, a lot of them do it inside the U.S. because that, you know, big booty look is very popular right now, right? Small waist, big butt. In my practice, I tend to talk people out of it a lot of times <laughs> because once you do the liposuction, your butt actually looks bigger unless you're truly flat. What do you say to talk people out of um, not getting that done? Other than like, well, it just depends what you look like. I mean, some people, I'm not saying I don't do that. It's just, I have some young girls who have really beautiful bodies right. and they want to have, they call them skinny mm -hmm. BBLs. So they have very little fat, but there's a little bit that we can rearrange to make look nice. I'd be like, mm -hmm. let me take your picture and I'll post it on my Instagram and I'll ask people who wants to have that body. <laughs> And then Aww. we'll see how many likes we're going to get. Yeah. And then you tell me whether you still want to pay, you know, how many thousand dollars to get this BBL and go through the pain and go through recovery and, you know, see how much people will pay to have your body currently. And that usually does the trick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that we are ever satisfied with our bodies because I remember looking at pictures maybe like five years ago. And I thought I was so doggone fat and I was so skinny. I mean, what would I do to be that weight right now? You know, how much do you think is real from what we see on social media and what is filtered? Again, you have to look at who you're looking at. You know, there's a lot of models out there, a lot of influence who are 19, 20 years old. And like you said, if I look at my pictures when I was 19, I was definitely 10 pounds lighter and my muscles weren't separated because I had no kids yet. And of course it looked good, right. but we have to be realistic with our expectations. I still have patients who come to me and show me pictures of this, you know, 19 year old hot underwear models, oiled up, shiny, pantyhose, <laughs> you know, you can see they work out and they show me that butt and want me to somehow create that butt for them while they are like five foot two, 200 pounds. I'm like, that's impossible. And I'll tell you that's impossible. So realistic expectations yeah. is number one. What are you trying to achieve? How long you want to maintain it? And how we're going to get you there? And I know that weight loss isn't easy, unless we all be at our desired weight, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I just wanted to know, what are three absolute must-haves that we should be doing if we want to get serious about weight loss? Well, number one, you got to get serious about the weight loss. Well, you have to want to be healthy. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do. That was a good one. <laughs> it's like quitting smoking. What's the number one thing you need to do? You want to, you want to do... You, you need to have a desire to do that. I can never make somebody quit smoking if they don't want to quit smoking. You know, same thing, uh, you cannot make anybody happy unless they want to become happy. So same thing with weight. You know, if people think, Preach. and it's a common problem, part of that body dysmorphic problem with obesity, while people gaining weight, they look in the mirror, they might not see an obese person. They're not seeing themselves as overweight. They're thinking of themselves as back in the day, you know, back 18 years ago, before kids, they're still seeing that. And then it works in the opposite way too. Once people start losing the weight, 
they maybe lost 100 pounds and they still seen the fat person in the mirror. It goes both ways. It takes a lot of behavioral changes. And again, number one, you need to want to be healthy. So recognize the problem. Number two and three, it would be talk to the doctor and find a way for you. There's not one magic pill or magic surgery or magic anything that's going to make it work. I'm going to need the listeners to, to hear that one more time. It's not a magic what? No magic pill. Uh-huh. No magic surgery. Mm-hmm. No magic diet or exercise. That's right. Because the magic comes with the decision. Like she said, you have to make the decision to get healthy. You have to make the decision to lose the weight. And once you make that decision, you will find that it's not in a pill, that it's not in the surgery. Okay. It's not necessarily with the doctor It's with your mind. You have to change what's happening in your mind in order for you to hit your goals and lose the weight. So let me ask you a question. The people who says, you know what, Tamar, I did. I made the decision to lose weight, but it just didn't happen for me. Okay. I've been working out. I've changed my diet. I haven't seen many results. Then what, as a doctor, your professional opinion, what should one do? That's when you seek the doctor's help. So doctors can give you tools, pills, shots, surgery, procedures. Those are the tools that you use with the desire, with the diet, with exercise. But again, diet is not one-time thing. Oh yeah, I've done intermittent fasting last week. Like, no honey, it's like being vegetarian or like being Christian. You don't just do it for a week. Once you made a decision to be whatever you are, you stick to it. And this is lifelong. So make a decision, stick to it, and then find the tools. So So I've heard of the shots. This is one of the tools that I had question about. Yes. I want to know about the weight loss shots. How effective are they? Because I heard there's a weight loss shot that will have you from Bloop the zoop. <laughs> is that true? Like I'm, I'm talking about along with the diet and exercise, of course. Is the shot effective? Well, the shot is not going to make you lose 100 pounds. Shot is really maintenance. So it just helps you. On average, people will maybe 10, 15 pounds with it and maintain it. So it has to be done, you know, for somebody like you. I mean, you don't need to lose any weight. Me, probably not either, but I use it sometimes still. It just makes you feel full. So the shot that uh, I think you mentioned is Saxenda. It mimics yes. it mimics the hormone that our body uses to tell your brain that you're full. And then you have to use your own tools again. You know, you still have to exercise. You still have to do other things to help you lose the weight. But it will, you know, stimulate you. It, it will make you think about it. Every time you give yourself a shot during, a, you know, in every morning, you're like, okay, I'm taking a shot. I'm going to stay on top of this. So we use it after surgeries. We use it before surgeries. I do use it after my liposuctions and tummy tucks to help people maintain the weight. So that's the weight loss part of the procedure. It's not the actual liposuction. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. We also talked about mommy makeovers. Yeah. And... I'm just so jealous because I'm not a good candidate for it because I've had blood clots. So I can't even play that game with myself. But what do you think the mommy makeovers do for the mental state of the mommy who goes to get it done? How do you think that helps her? Do you think it helps her or hurts her? It helps. Not every mommy needs to feel like she needs a makeover, right? So if you're happy with your body, be happy with your body. Just treat it right. Respect it. Stay healthy. Now, if kids did a number on you, right, the breast can sag because kids sucked it out. <laughs> they sucked it dry. Yeah. Um, everything is yeah. loose and hanging. Um, muscles might be separated in the abdomen. Yeah. Some people will get a little hernia in the belly button. 
you have loose skin stretch marks. And also in my mammy makeovers, I always include vaginal rejuvenation to tighten up the vaginal muscles and pelvic floor muscles because everybody always talks about the superficial stuff. I was like, you know, what's important? What's inside is what's important. Yeah. Um, you know, know, it's all cool for people to look good. Yes. But I was like, you can't be coughing and peeing on a date, y'all. Exactly. Yes, that's not and it. And then you're going to pee your pants or you're not going to enjoy sex. So I always include those procedures. <laughs> In my mommy makeovers, you know, whatever they want to do with their body. But I always had that female part of rejuvenation yeah. because if you have to rush to the bathroom because you cannot make it, that, that's not, not the most pleasant thing. No, that's not it. And I asked you, do you think that it hurts the mommy mentally when she has a mommy makeover only because I know that some of us become obsessed with looking like we did before our children, right? And... I was asking you that because I wanted to know if um, some mommies become obsessed with looking like they did before their children and how achievable is that? It's achievable, but I think best thing to do is try to work on it ahead of time, if possible, meaning be in the best shape you can be before pregnancy. If your body is in the best shape prior to pregnancy, then most likely it will snap back faster. It gets harder and harder with each child. It gets harder with age. I had my kids late as well. So first one was okay. I snapped back. Second one, oh my God. So it, it doesn't, I don't think it hurts you to get your body back. I think it's achievable. It just might take different type of work for different person. Because if you gain 100 pounds with each pregnancy, you're going to take much more time and work to get there. But I will say reasonable yeah. expectation, reasonable <laughs> expectation. Your body went through hard work to make a baby, right? We got to love it and respect it. We got to love our bodies for it. It's yours, you know, so make it best that you yeah. can. Yeah. I don't think we can get back into our 18-year-old bodies again. <laughs> no, we, and that's what I mean. It is not possible, okay, to look like you were 18 when you were 38. I am so sorry, y'all. I just don't don't at me. Stay out my comments. But <laughs> you can get close to that. You can diet and exercise. You can get all the plastic surgery you want to. But I guarantee the pictures that you had when you was 18 and, and the pictures that you had at your age at 38, you just have to be reasonable. <laughs> you know, you cannot become obsessed with trying to look like you did in your life before your children. <laughs> Oh, your life before you hit that threshold of age. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like it really does start with self-love. I feel like you can change whatever you want outside of your body. And I think some of the obsession comes with wanting to look like something to feel like something. Yes. You know what I mean, Doc? Like you want to look a certain way so you can feel a certain way. But the outer does not change the inner. The inner actually has to match the outer. You understand? So if you feel young, you feel fresh, you feel dope on the inside, it's easier to feel all of those things on the outside. Because there's some people that I know who have done a bunch of these surgeries that we talked about and their bodies changed, but they still come back for more, for more, for more, for more. And they're trying to perfect something and it's not the outer that they're looking for. Can you talk a little bit about that in your experience? Yes, absolutely. We have patients like this. And of course, we screen for that as doctors. We always, you know, get good history. My questions of why, you know, why we're doing it, who we're doing it for. Are we doing it for yourself? And most patients are very reasonable, but you always get few that are trying to achieve something that's unachievable. And most likely I will not operate on them. Most likely, I will say, this is not something you can right. do. I will not be able to make this happen. You know, seek help or refer to somebody else if they have any better ideas. But yeah. usually, we try to, you know, do some counseling and say, this is impossible. 
And I've seen patients who do enough where if they ask for another surgery, things will just fall apart. There's not enough skin to pull. There's not enough, you know, implant big enough to place. And that's usually where like, hello, this, this, yeah. this is enough. You know, let's look inside ourselves. Let's figure out why we're trying to do this, who we're doing it for. Is it going to make you happy? It's the same as money, right? Yeah. You can have all the money in the world. Doesn't mean you're going to be the happiest person in the world. You have to be happy internally with yourself. You know, 19-year-old, that's fine. Go dance, go play, go out. Whatever it is that makes you happy, as long as you can handle it. Because, yeah. you know, that morning after is much harder at 40 than at 18. <laughs> oh, my God. We're speaking with Dr. Angelina Pastoya, and we'll be right back after this ad. We're back with our blueprint expert, Dr. Angelina Pastoria, and we're talking about body image, dieting, and weight loss surgery. What are some of the pros and cons to having weight loss surgery and losing weight too quickly? Um, depends how you do it. If you're doing it on your own or surgery, I've seen that question before. What if I lose too quickly? Will my skin sag? Mm -hmm. And no, I don't believe in that. Yeah. I think you have to make sure that when you do a very quick weight loss, you are being monitored by a doctor, making sure your health staying optimal, that you're not becoming malnourished. Maybe you were 400 pounds, you lost 100 pounds, but you're still 100 pounds overweight. You can still be malnourished in that state. So your healing times might not be as fast. You might get sick faster. Also, if you're doing it wrong, if you're not doing it with the proper tools or without the proper plan, there's a potential that you lose fast and you gain fast. So if you're doing some crazy diet of lemonade with salt water and pepper or some crazy stuff I've heard out there and you're like oh yeah I'm just you know basically pooping my brains out every day and then you lose a hundred pounds in a month but guess what happens as soon as you start stop the crazy diet you're gonna gain the weight back so that's one of the disadvantages you want to make sure you can maintain it so I tell people two pounds a week perfect nice and slow that will get you there but you're gonna learn something you're gonna maintain it better rather than trying to do quickly. What was the most bizarre s surgery that a patient came to you wanting you to do? Most bizarre surgery? There's too many. I used to be a trauma surgeon. Um, Did somebody ask for triple Fs? <laughs> I do have people asking. I do have people who want their breast to be not just extra large, but in my opinion, slightly deformed with nipples looking up, that look of prolapsed breast, which we try to avoid. <laughs> and they ask for basically complication, and I usually say no to that. That's the probably most common thing that I would see that kind of weird to me is like trying to find that look that they find on internet, maybe because some porn star or some Playboy model they're seeing on Instagram that yeah. has that look. It has a million followers, but it's not really the look that aesthetically pleasing, I think. Also, some facial fillers yeah. where the people really trying to go very exaggerated overfilled look that I always say no to because my specialty is more natural look. So I say, if you want that huge butt, you go to the guy next door. If you want this face, you go to that person over there. Yeah. I don't do that. What's the age of the bulk of your patients? Are these middle-aged women? Are they super young? Well, I guess uh, I have huge variety of patients because in my practice, we do both weight loss and cosmetic. Mm. Weight loss surgery okay. is best for people at younger age. We get best results on long-term treatment of some of the medical conditions that come with it. And so... What's considered young? Usually we do all the surgeries for patients after 18 years old. Okay. I don't do pediatric patients. Okay. And I've done time attacks on uh, patients as uh, old as 70. 
Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. A tummy yeah. tuck at 70? What was they trying to achieve? Hey, they had a boyfriend. They going to the beach to lay out? Whatever makes them happy. It's not, uh, oh, I'm not honey, holding a no. flashlight. It's not my job to know. Right, that's true. But I'm definitely judging at 70. You get a tummy tuck at 70. Like, Linda, sit down. Like, if he don't love you by now for who you are, <laughs> that ain't finna happen. <laughs> Oh, yes, if you're healthy. Oh, no, see, I would have to tell my grandma, girl, go sit down If you're healthy, it's doable. So obviously it's selective. Uh Um, Usually it's people who lost a lot of weight, and so they have a lot of extra skin, and they finally can afford it. They finally have time off. They're retired. They want to go on the beach and have a boyfriend and have a blast. If they can handle it from a medical standpoint... It's doable. Right. Oh, I'm not mad at having a boyfriend at 70. Oh, Lord, please. I want that. Please bring that over to my life. Amen. And amen. <laughs> so you talked about, <laughs> you talked about saving and having the financial stability to have that particular surgery. Gauge us to what is the price ranges of different surgeries. Like how much should a breast job be or liposuction or tummy tuck? Like how, how much coins do we have to save in order to have these surgeries? Well, it depends on the region. You know, the completely huge different price between Beverly Hills and Atlanta, Georgia, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's different if you're doing surgery in a hospital or an outpatient surgery center. So let's do weight loss surgery first, since that's what we started talking about. Average weight mm-hmm. loss surgery in America is about $24,000. That's out in the hospitals. Wow. In an outpatient surgery center like wow. mine, you can get it anywhere between ten dollars to $18,000. Just depends the type of surgery. You know, is it gastric sleeve? Is it bypass? There are multiple different ways of doing it. So you have to find a center that does a lot of these procedures. You have to find a center that specializes in that particular procedure. Really do your research. And let's say Midwest to South, you know, we're in Atlanta. Sleeve right now, 10 to 15. Gastric bypass, 12 to 18. When we're talking about tummy tucks, again, depends. Is there liposuction involved? Um, I would say ten to twelve thousand is an average price. If there's no liposuction at all, somebody who's like a little skinny with that just skin only, no liposuction needed, maybe eight and a half thousand. So prices are relatively reasonable considering the cost that involved and time that it takes to do the surgery. Yeah, but you know, this is what it is for me. It's not even really about the price. It's about knowing that you're going to a reputable doctor who cares about your health. And I mean, you're one of those doctors, in my opinion, because like you said before, you was like, this is not what I specialize in. If you want this and that, I'll refer you to this one. If you want this and that, I don't do that. I'll refer you to that one. And guys, this is the kind of doctor that you have to go to, because if a doctor (laughs) just wants to take your money, they say they specialize in all things (laughs) and you will get the jack up of your life. Okay, you have to make sure you go to an amazing doctor who cares about your health. She spoke so many times about checking to make sure you're a good candidate, your body can handle what you are trying to achieve. Nobody wants to get on the table and be casket ready. That's not cute. Like who who wants to be snatched in the casket? Nobody. Nobody, Nobody wants that. that. Okay. So guys, I'm not saying go to my girl, Dr. Angela, because she didn't do any work on me. I was just attracted to her because talking to a doctor and she had absolutely no idea about my medical history. You know, she was just giving me education on what I needed to know. This kind of doctor is what you all need to be looking for because you want somebody. I'm going to keep saying this. Who cares about your health before they do a procedure on you 
And before you have a jacked up body talking about your doctor jacked you up, but y'all ain't have no conversation about no type of medical nothing. You guys got to be very careful about going to people and, and cutting checks and giving people your money without having medical conversations and not just the procedures. Because a lot of people don't understand that sometimes getting those kind of procedures, you can get blood clots. I know I had blood clots and I didn't get blood clots from that. But if they're not asking you, did you have them before? <laughs> you know, if they're not doing blood work before your surgery... This is not a doctor you need to be cutting a check to, okay? Because they're going to move from your case to another case to another case and not think nothing about you. So I applaud you, Doc, caring about people and their lives (laughs) while making them look amazing. And so the next time you guys are looking for an amazing weight loss, liposuction, tummy tuck, doctor, I have seen her work. I was floored and jealous because I can't get it done, but (laughs) it's amazing. So we've come to the point in the show that we share our greatest takeaway from this episode. I believe my takeaway is you can't change the outside without changing the inside. There's no need you walking around here looking like Baywatch if the inside of you is ugly and distorted and toxic. Because eventually that beautiful image that you see in the mirror will become distorted Because your insides are so toxic and you're never going to feel like you're as beautiful as you are. So I suggest if you're going to do a makeover, make over that inside first and then concentrate on that outside. All right. Well, thank you so much for sharing this time with me, Dr. Angelina. This has helped me so much and it's so much information and I truly believe that's going to help some of our listeners who really need to hear this as well. Well, what's the best way for people to connect with you? On social media, I am at Surgicare Arts and uh, Ideal Body Institute and I have same name on YouTube, Ideal Body Institute page and my website is also surgicarearts.com. Yes. Thank you so much for coming to Under Construction. And I hope that my listeners listen to you. I hope so too. (laughs) About, you know, the steps that you need to go to in order, you know, to have a successful surgery and also to get the achieved look that you want. Thank you so much. You have been um, an amazing addition to Under Construction. It was awesome. So nice to meet you. If you have any questions or suggestions for an episode, please feel free to hit your girl up at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. I love you. I mean it. You can find me on the gram at Tamar Braxton. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you're listening. And if you happen to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, go on ahead and rate and review the show because I read the comments, my team read the comments, and it helps the show. We'll see you next week. Under Construction is a production of Mosauce, a Stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Lavis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. More sauce.